0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. My name is Nash Mackey, and it is an absolute privilege to have your company on today's episode, as it is always. Guys, just so you get the most out of this episode, I strongly encourage you to take some great notes. If you can't do it right now, make sure you do it later. But take some notes on what you're going to learn in this interview and make sure you apply it because it's one thing to learn something it's a whole other thing to apply it when you apply that's how you retain the information that's what I want for you I want this information to sincerely add value in your life so make sure you apply what you learn also share what you learn with other people again it helps you retain the information on a deeper level share this interview out with the people you care about and so you get to have an impact in other people's lives as well Speaking of being an action taker, guys, if you haven't already, head over to IamNashMackie.com, subscribe, that way you get the opportunity to send your questions in when I interview amazing guests like today's guest. And uh, you get to have your questions answered. And while you're there on my website, guys, be sure to book a free 30-minute one-on-one strategy call with me so you and me get the opportunity to deep dive on crafting a super-powerful identity for yourself because ultimately... We never rise above the level of our identity, guys, our self-belief, who we believe we are, what we believe we are capable of. So guys, do yourself a huge favor, head up to imnishmackie.com and subscribe and book in a one-on-one free strategy call. My gift to you guys. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into today's interview. So Javan, let's begin by just sharing with the audience some of your personal story because you've had a very, very amazing life so far and a very full life. If you could just share a bit of that with the audience, I'd really appreciate that. Absolutely, I think the story is where everything begins
1: and certainly how it ends. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, my story as it goes, I'll give you some broad strokes. I grew up on the East Coast of the United States of America and I was in a city called Worcester, in the state of Massachusetts. I grew up in a household where there was a lot of feminine energy. I grew up being raised with my grandmother and being the oldest of five and the only boy. So I have four younger sisters. Mm-hmm. And Grandmother raised me because my mother struggled with drugs most of my life. My father passed away around the age of, I was about three years old, and wow. he passed away, he had leukemia. And wow. so with that, you know, losing my dad and really having a mom in the picture, I found a lot of love and a lot of my, you know, significance in my grandmother. She just really poured a lot of love into us. And we didn't have a lot of money, but it was a lot of love in the household. Hmm. I just grew up really living in my heart in a lot of ways, I guess you could say. Um, but in that experience, it always has its challenges being raised, not having your parents, and really going through identity challenges. In, in that journey of discovering my identity, I experienced sexual abuse, and it really impacted the depth and the direction of my life, uh, so much so that I was really afraid of men, that between losing my dad and experiencing abuse, uh-huh. it really affected me in how I saw men. I saw them as People who either abuse or abandon you, and so there's no point of being in relationship with men. So, for the majority of my life, well into my twenties, I was afraid to really connect and to communicate or congregate, be in the vicinity of men outside of sport. And so, I had girlfriends, and I had very good female friends, but I didn't really ever have a lifelong, you know, childhood, you know, friend, you know, friend. So. Of course, that impacts you when it comes to business, when it comes to life, when it comes to friendship, when it comes to travel. And so I had a very interesting journey. I found a lot of my identity in sport. I turned to basketball, I played basketball, I played football, I ran track, and ended up getting an academic scholarship to a school in New York, where I studied business management in Spanish, eventually went abroad, lived in Spain, and I've since moved to Los Angeles, uh, where I reside now. And um, it's been a very interesting journey. But I say in the beginning of all of our journeys, the stories really impact how we show up in the world. And my mm-hmm. story as it pertains to with men and really being challenged by them, I believe that, that our greatest challenge as men or women turns out to be somehow the thing that we're meant to break through and then teach to other people, which is mm-hmm. how I've become a men's empowerment coach.
0: Wow. That's, that's amazing, Giovanna. Thank you so much for your honesty and sharing that story with yeah. us. Sure. I really appreciate that. And so what, at what stage throughout that incredible story, did you actually realize that you were supposed to be coaching other men? When, like when did you actually move from sports and when did you think, uh, huh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah.
1: About 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it was just yesterday where okay. I decided to, to dive into this industry. Wow. It hasn't been that long. It's been um, a little over a year. Uh, when wow. I was coaching full-time. Um, something I kind of loved being around people who were diving deeper into uh, you know, learnings of themselves and really being honest and authentic about what's working, what's not working in their life, and wanting to grow and to build platforms and products and services that really supported people and having that same personal freedom. Yeah. And so this last, I'd say, 16 months has been a lot of deep work as it pertains to men's work from, workshops globally, to doing online academies, to doing a lot of, you know, speaking engagements, and doing private and VIP events, and really holding space for men to break through. So, congregate, and to be able to communicate the things that are holding them back. Prior to this, I was an athlete, I played sports most of my life, got lost in the sport, like I said, playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I turned uh, to the entertainment industry and did some modeling and acting, and it was a really great experience. But what I, what I want to say is this. I want to say that it's, it's not something that just reveals itself. It's a journey. Anybody who steps into any arena, it's a journey into that arena. So yes. my journey has looked very different than that of someone who may be watching this or listening to this podcast right now. And what, I, what I'll say to you, just to really speak into your, your question, how did I get here? I got here by trusting myself. I got here by loving myself. I got here by being present and building my awareness. Awareness mm-hmm. is everything. And I just knew that I loved people. I love people. I've always loved people. I love remember watching my grandmother as a young boy and just seeing how people were just infatuated with her and how she, you know, she listens generously to people and how they just want to be around her. She had infectious energy. And so I want to be like that. I want people to see me. I want people to listen to me, I want people to be want to be around me. Uh So I loved being in arenas where people, there's this engagement. I love traveling and I also love learning. I'm a student of life. And so I said, mm-hmm. how can I make money doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just naturally it revealed itself to me. And after doing a lot of workshops and trainings and weekend events and book, book of the month clubs and masterminds, I realized, "Wow, well, this is something I want to get into. And the short of the long is this, that I went to Dominican Republic, did some really deep service work that opened my eyes to there being more happening in the world. I went there to feed over a thousand orphans to this organization. Wow called Natural International Talent Alliance out in New York City. They invited me out after they heard my story. And they said, would you come and you know support these kids? And I went and I went there to serve them. And those kids have no idea how much they served me. And I came back to LA, I did a workshop for boys and I called it Big Boy. And over a very short period of time that workshop became a tour. i started doing a national tour, traveling from school to school. And a lot of men reached out to me and said, hey, I would love to connect with you. And as I connected with these men who were reaching out to me to support the boys I ended up supporting these men and I created this online community just to kind of bring these guys together realizing that our boys are becoming broken men yes and there is no safe space for the men to gather for them to be honest and authentic and vulnerable with what's not working because I believe that the world's greatest challenge is homelessness hunger sex trafficking and all like the big war mm-hmm. drugs the big stuff mm-hmm. i think it's a result of dysfunctional men and if we can teach men how to remove the dysfunction they can become functional fathers and functional businessmen and functional friends and functional leaders in the world everything changes mm-hmm. and so in the process of speaking with these men i said i think i really have found my calling i think i found it mm-hmm. and it's just revealed itself and when you're under the protection of your purpose Nothing can touch you. There's just so much alignment and so many gifts and tools and relationships and resources that come flooding your way. But it's a journey. It's yeah. absolutely a journey now. Yeah.
0: That's amazing, Javan. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, love, I love the content you put out too. I, like I've been following you for a long time now and, and I'm really inspired by what you do. So I'd love, like, going back on what you said there, where you said, you know, a lot of the world's problems are probably due to men. Do you think it's because men tend to sort of I guess hold onto their emotions and, and it, like and and I guess my question would be, you mentioned self love before. What would you what advice would you give to men yeah. to become more self loving? Because I guess a lot of guys, you know, put on put on a bit of a brave face always. They think they need to, but you know, yeah. that's not not yeah. always the case. Yeah, let's, let's rewind that for a moment. Let's just really address what's happening inside
1: of the man for a moment, mm-hmm. okay? After doing workshops and trainings on four continents and working with men from so many different backgrounds, a couple of things I've come to the conclusion of. Mm-hmm. I'd say these are the top four pain points that men are dealing with. I say that men are dysfunctional because they're at war within them themselves. Deeply mm-hmm. inside, there's a war going on. And that war is causing a lot of pain. You know, as men we have men and women, we have a physical body and then we have an emotional body. Yes. And that emotional body stores all of the experiences and events that we've been through. And what I love about the work that I do is that I get to be with the emotional bodies of men, the men who are unwilling to be honest about their own stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So what I've discovered is that most men are dealing with one of four things. The first is a feeling of inadequacy, they just don't feel enough. Mm-hmm. I believe a lot of boys grow up in households where they were never seen or heard. They were never looked into, they were never listened to. And so they spend the majority of their lives looking outside of themselves into a partner, looking outside of themselves at their employer for significance, looking outside of themselves for friends, for acknowledgement, just looking outside of themselves. They just feel generally inadequate and it shows up in their relationships and friendships Shows up everywhere. It's all touching. The second pain point that I see a lot is this, I call it the imposter syndrome, where they, I'm crushing it in business and I'm making 10K a month or 20K a month or six figures a year, or I'm just doing well, Mm -hmm. and I'm lonely at night, Mm -hmm. and I have no friends, and I don't talk to my family, and so because I'm a rock star here, I have to pretend as if everything over here is working well too, Mm -hmm. and that is exhausting, it is exhausting to pretend. It's exhausting to pretend that something's working that's not. Yes, right? The third pain point is really significance by way of control or power so i only feel significant when i'm in control so i find myself in a relationship where i'm controlling my partner and she has to what i say, she has to listen to me she, she 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 disobeys me Then i have an issue if i'm at work and i tell my employees something or i have an issue with authority somebody who i have to report to i feel powerless i go into this depression in the dark space and i don't want to talk to anybody i don't want to be seen i want to be heard they don't get me, they don't understand me. And so I I can't handle this because I'm not in control. I'm not, I'm not in my power right now. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: is destructive. And the fourth is really something I think that we're all dealing with, including myself, is this inability to receive. A lot of men just don't Mm -hmm. know how to receive. Mm -hmm. A hug, a -hmm. compliment, love, you know, kindness, a gift. We don't know how to receive. And when we don't receive, we actually break the cycle of giving. We break the cycle mm-hmm. of by not receiving mm-hmm. And so it's super important that we allow ourselves to be as, unf- to, 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 to. let me take it back. We as men, it's very easy for us to become unforgettable to other people, right? We can yes. show up for other people and, and, do, and, and serve and protect. But when it comes to someone serving and protecting us, we know not how to, mm-hmm. how to get that, yes. right? Yes. So let me, be, let me be unforgettable to you, but you can't be unforgettable to me. So it's a taker. So you got to allow people, right? You got to receive. When I allow, I receive. You got to yes. allow. So a lot of it comes from allowance. And I think yes. because of those four challenges, a lot of men are hurting. Hmm. They're hurting inside. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have an outlet to come, to come together and to be honest about that and to reframe those stories so that the story works for them, mm-hmm it's going to be a long road. It's a long road. And I've witnessed it over and over and over from country to country to from heart to heart. I mean, it's, it's real. It's really deep.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love those four points, Juvan. And I, I love what you said about the contribution line, because oh, that's what it is, the giving line or the contribution line. Because, you know, when we're contributing, we've got those feelings of fulfillment. We feel like our and yeah so being able to receive and i i've definitely struggled with that 100 percent, that's a huge one my wife will tell you that so <laughs> uh so Jovan, i guess working with all these people you'd see certain patterns have you noticed there with young people young men especially nowadays that technology is having an effect on on the way they're showing up in the world like pretty dramatically
1: Yeah. Technology has made us very loyal to lives that are so limited. Mm. Mm -hmm. And the best thing I can say is is, is, it's it's got us to a place where people are winning at what they do and losing at who they are. Mm. Yes. Yes. Just as much as technology has served us, it's also handicapped us in a way that we have become so dependent on a device and not on the divinity of what it means to be a human, to be able to connect with another being, to listen generously, to love, to hug and to hold, to the, the, the affection, you know, the, the apathy, it's just, it's just not there anymore as, as it once was, you know, communities, even families, they used to have, you know, family reunions and there used to be people gathering in the parks and mm-hmm. families would walk at night together. It's just that you don't see that anymore. You know, I see that, I go to Spain and I see families walking and I'm like, wow, why does this look so foreign? Because it's not happening, especially in America. It's, it's we, we get all the technology first, right? We're the, we're the fastest growing, mm-hmm. you know, country in the world. And it's, it's hard to watch it's really hard to watch. It's hard to know that I'm participating because me too. My business runs off of this three by two device that I call a cell phone. It's like yes. you know, and the phone breaks or something happens, it cracks, and my whole world comes crashing down because I may have a client or I may have I have to respond to my Facebook or my Instagram. Yeah. You know, how many likes do I have? You know, I'm, I'm in the rat race too. Mm-hmm. I'm in the rat race too, and I, I do my very best to be conscious of when I'm allowing my device to run my life. Mm-hmm. Versus, I run my device, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, allowing it to use me, I often ask myself, "How do I use this?" Yes,
0: yes, that's that's it. that's massive, Javan. And I guess I'd I like to talk to you now about about gratitude because I've, having watched a lot of your videos, you you touch on this a lot. I'd love for you to explain to people why gratitude is so essential in our lives. If I could get you to do that, please, mate yeah someone said to me i had a call i had a talk with a friend of
1: mine i'm not sure if you've heard of him before lewis house yes yes the founder of the school of greatness i remember talking to him one day and i said dude i'm just going through a really hard time right now and i just want to make more money he's like well how much money do you want to make i was like i just want to make more than i'm making now he's like no no how much i'm like i mean i don't know he's like what's your number and i'm like i don't know he's like well there's the first problem you don't know what you want and then I said, okay, well, I, and I want to make $20,000 a month. He's like, okay, have you made $5,000 a month? I said, once or twice. He said, okay, have you made 10,000? I said, no. He said, then why don't we make this digestible? Why don't you put something that you can actually reach for that You can reach, you can extend your hand and it can actually come to light. You can actually experience it, touch it, feel it and then build upon that. You know, wow. people go out there and they go from not making any money to I want to make a hundred K. How about you get a job first? How about you go through the interview? I'm yes. you go grant your resume. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so you go too fast. And then he said to me, after I said my number and we got clear on what that was, he said to me, he's like, I just want to ask you a question. Are you, are you grateful for what you have right now? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, I have a lot to be grateful for. He says, no, no, no. Are you grateful for what you have right now? I said, Yeah, but I I can always want more. Like I always want, I don't don't want to settle. Like I don't, I don't know how to answer the question, Lewis. And he goes, he says, Javon, hesitation is a no. You're not grateful. Mm -hmm. And he says, what you appreciate will appreciate. That which you appreciate will appreciate. Mm -hmm. And it was a really powerful moment for me because I realized that although I had a lot to be grateful for, I was not expressing that gratitude, not physically, Mm -hmm. not verbally, not emotionally, and certainly not energetically. And that's why I was clogging, I was blocking a lot of money from coming into my life. So I had a lot of honest conversations with myself and um, I asked some really powerful questions. I asked myself a lot of powerful questions like, why am I blocking money? Mm -hmm. Why do I have a destructive relationship with money? Why Why have I yet to heal my relationship with money? Why do I believe I'm so undeserving of abundance? And just really go deeper. and like, what is it? And I realized that a lot of it had to do with my upbringing. That growing up in a house, I with not, with not a lot of money. And so when money came, I gave it away because I didn't know how to hold it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to keep it here. I didn't think I deserved it. And when it came, it had to go as far as I knew. So I have it. Let me give it. I have it, Oh, here, mom. Here's some money. Oh, let me buy some sneakers. Or let me go to Florida. Or let me, and I would just throw it away because I wow. didn't know how to hold it. I didn't have the tools to hold the money. And, so, and that happens a lot. Sometimes for some people, it's not money. some people, it's a relationship. They get a relationship to find a person they love and they figure out a way to sabotage it. Some people, it's a job. They get the job and they sabotage it. And they, they, you know, they, they, they connect with their dad and they sabotage it. So they just continue to sabotage it. If you don't know, yeah. if you're not aware, then you know, it could be a very long road.
0: hundred percent. And I guess it's like when you see someone win the, win the Tesla lotto, for example, or the lottery. You know, they get all that money and they don't know how to handle it. They've not sort of grown to that person. And I've noticed something. I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but people seem when you when you're coaching people, quite often they tell you about these lofty goals they've had and and visions they've got, and that's important. But they set such a big goal and they compare where they are to the end that end end result, and actually scare themselves out of it. They look at that end end vision. They t- say like. I don't know, like an example was a lady who I was working with not long ago and she wanted to be a ballerina, but she, she didn't want to do any fitness whatsoever yeah. and she didn't look after her health. Wow. And, 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 she had, and she was frustrating over this end result and she's like, you know, I could never fit into that dress and, and all of that. And, and it's, it, it starts with, you know, the, the daily trip to the gym the daily walk around the block and, and, you know, it's, it's those little things you can achieve and you focus on achieving them. And, and, you know, that's, that's how you get there. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a very powerful point. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, I'd love to touch on, obviously you've built such a powerful movement around what you do. Could you share with us a little bit about building a movement like a movement that has a positive impact on other people's lives. Like for anyone out there who wants to do something, whether it be for a business, whether it be just trying to make a difference, what's the best way for anyone to sort of get out there nowadays and, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. I I believe that. Let me just
1: first preface what I'm about to say by saying this. I believe that if you're not a part of a movement or leading a movement, you're doing everything wrong.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: Let we just, me we just let me just throw that out there for a second. Okay, let me just drop that mic in the middle of the table and yeah. say that. With that said, movements begin with a moment. We all have those moments where mm-hmm. we say, "Man, that would be cool if there was some app that could pick you up at your doorstep if you just dial put your address on mm-hmm. your phone." You know, that would be it. Would be so cool if. You know, there was a place that there were a bunch of businesses that worked in the same place and we only paid a small fee per month to go there. You know, it would be cool if there was a place where you can get food super cheap, super quick, it may not be the best quality and call it fast food. It would be cool if we have those, it would be cool moments if, Yep. Yep. some people act on them. Some people act on them and they build McDonald's. Some people act on them and they build Uber. Some people act on them and they build Twitter. They act on the moments and when you don't honor the moments you can't create the movement and so for me what's been really big on me it was as a leader it's important that you take what's on your mind and put it on the hearts of everybody you come into contact with and so that's something i have mastered i'm in the process of mastering is taking what i'm creating and making enrolling you in it you don't even have no have no idea what it is i love that because i'm so passionate about it people are inspired by passion by energy we're driven by energy and so being a part of a movement requires that you to first honor your moments the problem is that most people are waiting for the right moment
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes
1: and with that said what i what i want to say is that the right moment is also waiting for you to stop waiting for the right moment Mm -hmm. and it's just massive action and last year December, actually 2015, I sat down and it was in the process of, you know, mind mapping the the year out. I sit down every December and really use that month to like get clear as to what this year, what am I committed to this year looking like? What am I creating this year? And I wrote down, I'm going to do a workshop and travel. I'm going to live three months out of the country. I'm going to have a hundred medical notes in my workshop. I'm going to launch an online academy. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to learn another language. I'm going to take salsa classes. I'm going to take piano classes. I just put all these things down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make $20,000 a month. And I, all these things I put down, on my thing. And when you write the vision and make it plain, it just something special happens. Something special happens. The people just tend to show up. Mm-hmm. The opportunities just tend to present themselves. The emails get returned. The phone calls come through. The, just it all happens. You just happen to be at Starbucks on the same day, same time as the person you needed to connect with. Yeah. And it's just really powerful. And so I'd say a movement is extremely important. And when you step into a movement, someone who doesn't know how to or is not a part of the movement right now, you are saying, well, Jovan, how do I do that? you got to sit down and figure out what lights you up. Mm-hmm. What lights you up? Everything I'm doing right now, everything that I have my hands in—if I wasn't paid one red cent—I would still do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, is huge. Yeah,
1: all of it. I have a nonprofit foundation in Los Angeles called the Mentor, mm-hmm. where we do social, emotional, and developmental leadership. Workshops for middle school boys, I love it. Those boys are my sons as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. I have an online academy, the Elevated Man Academy, where I take men on a six-month journey. They're in a group of, of 12 men certain, within the men's circles, and I take them through a powerful curriculum and teach them how to build businesses and really master their story. Mm-hmm. Powerful experience, I love that, I would do it for free. Wow. I have a business that I, I travel globally from continent to continent doing powerful weekend events with men called the elevation effect. I would do it with my eye I could do it with my eyes wide shut. <laughs> I coach 101. I get to I have the honor and privilege of sitting across the computer like this or in person with men all around the globe and listening to them and holding space for them to finally surrender to the greatest shame's guilt and pain and listen to them and then provide them with tools that have supported me in my life what a gift i would do that if i had nothing left in this world that's what i would oh, yeah. do yeah and all those things and more and i have hands and so many other things but i would do it all because it all lights me up and so you're gonna find something that lights you on fire i get up in the morning and i see on my wall the universe saying, I just imagine I have a white wall It says, how can I serve you today? Mm-hmm. Can I take your order? That's what I hear when I wake up in the morning. Can I take your order? And I place my order and I hit my knees. I pray and I get up and I get busy. Like I never got busy before. Mm-hmm. That's what This life is all about. It's about really
0: allowing yourself to be served mm-hmm. while serving others. Wow. That's, that is incredible. I love that, Siobhan. And, it's it's amazing because like I've been watching your videos and it, that really shines through that passion that love that that uh, place of I guess commitment to what you're doing it absolutely shines through in in everything you do every one of your videos has it and I was just going through one by one by one and it was just I was just blown away by them so
1: thank you brother
0: I just want to ask you a quick question Javan based on your coaching method like some coaches go down the route of connecting people with values. Some coaches work on people's beliefs more. Some people focus on moving people to the next stage of life. Mm-hmm. As a coach, what have you found to be the most effective way to kind of get people to move to the next level? Yeah, that's a great question. I, f- I feel
1: that in many cases, people come to me for something way different than they end up getting. Mm-hmm. People will say, you know, I'm in a relationship and I'm single and I really want to know why I'm single. Mm-hmm. Only to realize that they're coming to me because they have a huge self-love or self-confidence issue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is touching to that, but it's a different thing than they thought. Or they come to me and say, their whole life, they've hated, they've hated their father. They've hated their father. And they just don't understand why. They don't have friendships with other men. Only to find out that their mother was the root of the issue. Mm. Wow. And it, it's really powerful. And so I focus, I believe in my coaching, you know, two things. One, I'm an empowerment coach. So I don't talk about sex, relationships, uh, you know, how, how, to, how to find love or, or even money. So those things are up here. Those are the 30,000 foot things. But I get to yeah. the root of it. And I believe when we're not in our power that we live, we live and lead a very different life. And so I want to know what's causing you and what's taking your power of authority away from you. What's yes. the thing? What's the conversation? What's the story? And so I believe if men and women, but I, I specialize in men, have clarity in four areas that they can really live their life on the next level. Not get there, but live there. Mm-hmm. That is really relationships is the first tab, and relationships with themselves. So I, I dive a lot about what is it like to be in a relationship with you? you Want to know, you know, what is it like to hang out with you, Nash? How do, how do you talk to yourself? How do you treat yourself? Can you count on you? Most people can't count on themselves and mm-hmm. not out of their word. And we want to figure out why that is. The second thing is health and wellness, not just physical health and wellness, although that is a crucial because if we don't have our health, then none of this means anything. Yep. None of this means anything. Absolutely. But more the mental health. Like, where are you mentally? What is the conversation that you're in? What is, I believe, we all have a committee. We all have a, a critic here, and we have a committee that supports that critic. And so, in that process, how do you navigate? those conversations in your thought life you know because your thoughts determine things so what do you think about most often you know what do you think what are you thinking about so understanding the mental health thirdly i talk a lot about money finances so everybody wants more money right mm-hmm. more money but how much more money mm. You know, so I get clear on what the number is for their life. Like, what's your life number? What do you need to bring in on a monthly basis to really live the lifestyle, to eat the way you want to eat, to travel the way you want to travel, to be able to give back the way you want to give back? Whatever it is that you desire to do, what's the number that we need to bring in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately is legacy. Legacy is the last and, and the most important thing, I believe, because a lot of men that I work with, they want to leave a legacy. But before you leave it, you've got to live it. Yes. A lot of men are not living it. it they're uh-huh. not living their legacy so they think that oh when I turn 45 and I turn 60 or when I retire then I'll give back no I travel annually to Dominican Republic to feed over a thousand orphans I travel to uh-huh. Africa to build clean water wells annually and I give back I'm headed to Guatemala in a couple of weeks to do to build a preschool and I'm just constantly doing it now I'm leaving and living my legacy now That's and i great. It's meant to know that the reason they're not living and leading is because they're not living and leading in their own lives, and that gets to change. Wow, that's oh, I love that
0: so much, Jovan. Yeah. Jovan, I need to thank you so much for your time today, brother. And where can people find you? What's what's the best place for people to to look you up and follow the amazing work that you're doing, mate?
1: Yeah, y'all can call me at three two three four five six. The phone will be you off the it. line, mate. <laughs> Uh, no you can find me online I live online at javonlangford.com. you can find me on Instagram Twitter or Facebook at Langford. Mm-hmm. and uh, if you have a burning question or you really need some support or looking for a coach and maybe something I said resonated with you email me at choosehire at gmail.com that's choose c-h-o-o-s-e hire at gmail.com and I'll be happy to have a conversation with you I just want to talk take a moment real quick, Nash, and tell you that I appreciate you for thinking enough about me and what I'm up to in the world. And I want to acknowledge you for doing the work that you're doing with this podcast because it's messages like this that get spread that transform the hearts and minds of men and women worldwide. So thank you for giving me an opportunity. I know what it takes to be consistent in this. And so I acknowledge you for putting in the work, the time, energy and effort to putting this out there and spreading the message. So um and just thank you for being an empowered man in the world and really Being in process and participating in your own rescue because that's what we're doing. Our men are being rescued right now and we need more participants.
0: Thank you you so much, Siobhan. Thank you so much for joining us today, mate. I appreciate you. Of course. I'll talk to you soon. There you have it, my friends. I hope you got incredible value from today's interview. Be sure to follow the work that our incredible guest today is doing. Okay, get amongst it, guys. They are up to big things. Before we wrap up, guys, I want to take a minute to acknowledge you. Sincerely, I want you to feel this. I I acknowledge you for being someone who values their life enough to invest the time to listen to this audio. I want you to get the most value out of this. So again, be sure to, to apply what you learned. Be sure to share what you learned with other people. Share this interview out with the people you care about. You know, a few years back, I... I used to immerse myself in listening to podcasts. I used to listen to three, four podcasts a day. I was, I was working a job that wasn't necessarily that inspiring to me, but I did it. And it's a dream come true for me to be here interviewing people nowadays. And you, having you here supports me in my dreams. So that's why I'm really so grateful for you being here. Uh, and I want to support you even further. I want to give you the opportunity. Again, head over to imnashmackie.com. I want you to be part of our our next guest interviews coming up. I want you to be part of our community. So head over to imnashmackie.com, subscribe. Also claim your free one-on-one strategy session. I'm really so excited to connect with you and help you build a powerful identity. Guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. I look forward to bringing you another incredible guest interview. Thank you for joining me for the Thoughts on Purpose podcast.